crochet base. We're gonna crochet while we talk about crochet, while we talk about crochet. You can crochet too. Yeah. Welcome to the Crochet Base Podcast, episode three. Episode three. This is exciting. So exciting. So I'm Jessica. And I'm Meg. And we are the Crochet Bays. Crochet Bays. And <laughs> it's a little bit harder to get the timing perfect now that it uh, really is. It's okay. We're not though. in person, but you know, no. it's a little bit of a different dynamic. Like. Like, it's still us. We're still our goofy, fun selves that are loving life together, hanging out, making a podcast. But it's it's a little different because, like, I'm staring at you right now on a screen instead of next to me in my kitchen. Yes. There's a hint of sadness in our voices. Yeah. It's a little bittersweet. <laughs> but I'm just glad we're still doing this. Yes. And you know what? Episode three, I feel like, is, is special because... Anybody can record one episode of a podcast, right? Like, oh, let's start right. a podcast, let's do it, and record one episode, and then and then it never happens again. And even episode two, you know, like, that's that's cool. But episode three, it's like, yeah. we're getting serious like, now. Oh, we're serious now. Like, we're a, everyone we're will take us real podcast. <laughs> How you said that reminded me of the TikTok we made where I was like, well, that's too dang bad. Too dang bad. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness. goodness, that's funny. Good times. Jess, tell us what we're talking about today. We are talking about finding your Crojo, which yes. you people may or may not be familiar with what that even means, and we're going to get into all yeah. of that. Yeah, we're going to talk all about what that means. Um, we have some fun like questions that we asked people and they answered, talk a little bit about, you know, a bunch of fun stuff. Maybe some fun announcements at some point. Mm-hmm. So, ooh, yeah, we we'll got some good happens. feedback from our friends at TikTok. And we have all sorts of exciting things to talk about today. <clears throat> but before we get there. Yes. We have, we, get there. we have to talk about what's new. In yeah. The, in the world on. of like, what have you been crocheting? What are you working mm-hmm. on? Tell me. Ugh. So... I've been mostly working on baby sandals. Like, I have to make four pairs. Yes. And I thought they were going to be, like, this quick and easy project. And they have turned into kind of a nightmare. (laughs) Like, the first pair went okay. I was really struggling with my gauge. Um, I finally figured it out. They turned out super cute. I love them. I went to go work on the second pair. And I was like, oh, no, this got really complicated. Oh, no. So they're not all the same pair. They're four different pairs, but they're nice. made with the same yarn and the same colors. And yep. kind of similar um, similar how they're made, but they're all different patterns by different designers. They're beautiful patterns. I'm struggling for some reason. I don't know why shoes themselves are just such a hard thing for me. It's like the biggest challenge I've had in crochet so far. It's your Achilles heel of crochet. It is. <laughs> it really is. So I'm like struggling with these sandals so this is really what I've been like heavy working on I haven't had a lot of time to do a whole lot of anything else between being on vacation and um crocheting this these booties or not booties yeah. sandals so that's yeah I mean it's not as exciting as as some of my other like what am I working on things but these are really pretty and I'm really excited to like get them to the lady who ordered them from me um I'm also really ready to be done with them yeah it's the grind like it is. I grind, appreciate that definitely. because 
you know, when we talk about what we're working on, what's new, it's not always going to be the flashy, exciting project yeah. that, like, everybody, mm-hmm. you know, is super excited about. Sometimes it's just the day-to-day, the stuff that you got to get done. Is Are all of these pairs of sandals for the same baby? Yes. This yep. baby so is about to be, like, the drip. <laughs> It's yeah. going to be so legit. <laughs> the drip. I love that. It, but I do. I love what you said about it being like the grind and stuff. And you're so right. Like sometimes we, I feel like we take this project. We're like, oh, this is going to be so exciting and so fun. And like, we're really pumped to do it. And then we get in the middle of it and we're like, oh, this was awful. Like right. I really regret doing this. Yeah. But like you're already heavy into it and you can't stop now. So it's like, all right, I got to suck it up and get it done and remind myself to never do it again. And that's like where I'm at with these sandals. Like I was super excited to do them. I was like, I can bust these out. No problem. Well, that was a lie. That took me way longer than I thought. (laughs) And now I just need to like put my nose to the ground and get them done and never do it again. (laughs) Sometimes I think when we watch content on TikTok, you almost like, even though we're crocheters and we know that stuff takes time. It's like you watch these quick little transformations where you, boop, you hit it with the crochet hook like a magic wand and then it's done or you're watching it yes. in triple speed and you're thinking, oh man, I want to make one of those. And uh-huh. you forget that there's a lot of editing that's just happened there. Like they yeah. spent hours on that, you know, even though right. we do it ourselves. And sometimes you get caught up in the, you know, mm. the magic of editing and you're like oh that'll be so quick and easy and that's not always the case no I got a harsh reality with this project but we'll get it done and it's gonna be great it's that like can we skip to the good part and then it's like no (laughs) no okay side note my four-year-old daughter absolutely loves that audio it's her favorite thing anytime she hears it she's like mom play that over that's funny (laughs) all right what's is Jess working on? So I recently finished a project that was kind of fun. Not kind of, it was really fun. Um, I made a vest, a little sleeveless vest for my niece who is turning six at the end of this month. And so it's just like a little cute vest. She's obsessed with all things rainbow, rainbow colors. She just, her room is like rainbow theme. She just really loves rainbows. And I bought this um, mandala rainbow yarn for to make something for her for Christmas last year. And I made her a little blanket, and it was super cute, and I ended up buying too much. And so I had an entire mandala cake of this rainbow yarn left over. And I was like, okay, what can I do with this? It, it had been sitting in my stash for a while, and I knew I'd probably end up making something else for her out of it because I'm not really into like rainbow yarn myself but I know that she loves it so um so I eventually found a pattern that I thought would be cool and I really felt like I had the most successful game of yarn chicken I've ever had (laughs) because I was like okay the whole point of making this vest was to use up the yarn that I bought and I don't want to like get close to the end and then have to go out and buy another cake of it just to finish like the last few rows and then of course you've got another cake and then you're back to square one with needing to get rid of it so I was really hoping that it would be the right amount and it was literally like the perfect amount I was worried that I wasn't going to have enough and then I had just I, I literally have 
just a teeny bit left that I could maybe make like a scrunchie out of. So I had that. That's awesome. You know, I had that perfect amount to finish off the vest, but it's cute. It's, um, it's circular and like it kind of gets worked out in a circle and it expands to where, I don't know, it's very hard to describe without being able to see it, but it is on my TikTok. So you can always go check out my TikTok and see what it looks like. And hopefully I'll get to update with a video of her wearing it. I'm really excited to see her wear it because I'm assuming it looks way better on, but obviously it's made for a six year old. So I unfortunately cannot try it on. <laughs> because <laughs> And I did see the TikTok. Helpful. And it is beautiful. It like reminds me of one of those like mandala um vests. Mm -hmm. Is that what you would say? I I mean I don't know if that's what it's even called, yep. but like that's pretty much my friend what it is. Yeah, our friend Brittany is making one right now. Like, she's crocheting a mandala, or mandala, mandala, mandala. Mandala, yeah. Mandala um, vest right now, and it, like, they look very similar. It's so pretty. I love the rainbow in it, and that's such a, like, she's six, right? I think yeah. she's six. Yeah, she's turning yeah. six, yeah. It's such a six-year-old, like, thing. It's a vibe, like, yeah. all things rainbow. <laughs> exactly. I love and, that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's literally basically worked in a giant circle, and just at some point, you like leave armholes in one of the rows mm -hmm. and then you just keep going in a circle so it's like rounded across the back and the bottom and then the top part of the circle just folds back as kind of like a collar because when I was making it and I looked at the picture of the pattern I was like this doesn't like where's the rest of the pattern it can't just be a circle and then when it started kind of building up I was like oh no it really is just a it's just a big circle like <laughs> That's like super cool that it just turns into a vest magically somehow. That's amazing. <laughs> so, big fan. I might end up making one for myself, uh, like a big, you know, yeah, adult-sized one at some point because it was kind of cool. Cool workup. Now, now, do you think that you would modify that pattern to make an adult size, or do you think you'd just go and hunt down an adult-sized pattern? I think I would probably find an adult-sized pattern only because this one... It was intentional, like it was part of the pattern, but mm -hmm. it started to have like a ripple wave to it at the edge because it sure. doesn't work out as like a flat circle. It and it and that's intentional in the pattern, so it's got kind of some wavy ripple-ness like around the edge of it. And I think that's cute for a six-year-old. I personally would not want that on mine. So sure. I think I would look for a pattern that helps it lay a little more evenly on the edges. I hear you. I agree. I don't really like the frillies yeah. as much or the ripple and stuff. That's not that's not my jam either. Right. Um, Jess, what you drinking over there? Because, like, I can see you, and I can see you have a cup. I do. So uh, why, don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about that cup right there and what's in there? Well, I'll tell you, I, I feel like the mug is maybe more exciting than what's inside the mug because, once again... It's coffee. Um, it, <laughs> it's always coffee. It's always coffee. Um, I have some a French roast, and Michael and I have gone to the dark side. We do love a good dark roast, and Ooh. we also got entrapped into the world of whole bean coffee and grinding it mm. fresh because I never used to buy whole bean coffee. I would buy just the already ground coffee, and... I bought whole bean coffee for my business where I make chocolate covered coffee beans. That's one of the things I make. So I had to have whole beans for that. 
-hmm. And the season was over. I was done making them. So I was like, what do I do with all this coffee? So I decided to just, we had a coffee grinder. So I ground it up and I was like, oh, this is way better. (laughs) So, (laughs) So kind of ever since then, we've been, we've been hooked on buying the whole bean coffee and just grinding it fresh. So it's a little bit bougie in that sense. Like the coffee beans themselves are just store brand. They're not that fancy, but they are really good. Um, but my, my mug, Michael got it for me from a thrift store years ago. It is a that. quote on the mug and it says some sage wisdom. It says time spent with cats is never wasted. Oh, that's, that's just heartwarming and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> me over by here Sigmund like, Freud, I'll never by the way. own a cat. Okay. <laughs> I cannot believe this. Like, you were at my house for a week. Yeah. And I never showed you my bathroom book. Your what? My bathroom book. I have a book that is meant to sit in my bathroom. Yes. That is called what is it called? It's called I can I think it's called something some variation of this. It's like I I can pee on this and other things like poems by cats. Emily bought that for me for my birthday. Like yeah, several yeah. Years I don't ago. think that's yes. the exact title, but it's like some variation of that. Davey bought it for me for like Mother's Day or something, like a couple years ago, and it's like my bathroom book. Like I leave it in the bathroom. I love it for people to read if they don't like have a book or their phone or something. And yeah. I was like, wow, I didn't even show this to Jess, and like she would have loved this, but obviously you own it, so you yes, must. <laughs> I do love it. That's so funny. I'm glad that oh, I'm glad that that book makes you think of me. It does. It 100% does. <laughs> Cats peeing on things makes me absolutely think of you. <laughs> oh, Love that for you. Yeah. And what are you drinking, my friend? I'm like, I feel like this is now a trend when we record a podcast, is that I bounce between my iced coffee and a bottle of water. Like, it's just the thing I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I don't drink bougie coffee. Um... It's straight up just the cheapest K-Cups from the store. It's definitely always a light roast. Mm-hmm. Um, I love breakfast blend. It's kind of my go-to. Mm. But I do love um, a good breakfast I, blend. Yeah. And honestly, at this point, I am a creamer girl, so the flavor of the coffee gets really lost anyways. <laughs> I'm just going to own mostly it, a okay? Like, for the creamer. I'm just, yeah. I like I like a splash of coffee with my creamer. Like, that's what my husband always says. So yes. I'll just own it. Like, coffee is for the caffeine, not for the flavor for me at this point. Yeah. Um, although I've been, like, heavily into mocha frappes. Mm. At, or not frappes, frappuccinos. I get the two mixed up. McDonald's is, is trash. No. Goodbye. <laughs> um, <laughs> frappuccinos, because I found out that their mocha at, at Starbucks is vegan. And I am not vegan, but I am dairy free, so mm-hmm. I can have their mocha frappuccinos, and they are so good. So I've been really into those lately and drinking those a lot. Um, so I just need iced coffee wherever I can get it. But this is Starbucks iced coffee. I should yeah. say that, and it is a medium roast because I couldn't find light roast. Mm. So I'm like in the middle there, but I'm definitely more of a light side person. Yeah, I used to be like a big blonde roast fan, and then I I've completely like switched <clears throat> camps. But I don't dislike blonde roast or medium roast. Like, mm-hmm. I love it all. But if I'm buying stuff for the house, it's, it's usually going to be dark roast. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by 
the pile of whips you've been ignoring. The creativity in your mind simply cannot be contained, and by the time you get halfway through a project, you've got a brilliant idea for the next one, and off you go. Or maybe all that's left is weaving in the ends, but you'd rather gouge out your eyes with a spoon. No matter how you arrived at this destination, there's a pile of unfinished projects screaming out, Please, stop ignoring us! Take this as your sign to give some TLC to the pile of whips you've been ignoring. Our main topic for today is, as we said at the beginning, finding your crojo. And we have to put a little bit of a a precursor. What's the word I'm looking for? Prereq? No. Words are hard. Disclaimer. (laughs) That's the word I was looking for. We have to put a, a, a disclaimer on this because, like, for me, I just kind of jumped into the crochet world recently through TikTok. I learned to crochet from a young age, but didn't know all of the like terminology and acronyms and all kinds of stuff. So if you had asked me about my Crojo like a year ago, I would have been like, I have no idea what you're saying. So for those who may be listening to the podcast saying, yeah, I crochet, but I don't know what that is. Megs, how would you describe or define Crojo? Yeah, so I think the easiest way to explain it is thinking of it in terms of mojo. So, like, you've heard that term um, where you say, oh, I lost my mojo. I've lost my motivation. So, Crojo is the same concept. It's just in the crochet world. So, I've lost my motivation to crochet or my Crojo or, like, my mojo to crochet type of thing. Does that kind of make sense? Like, yeah. It's, it's literally just like a, I'm burnt out or I lost my motivation. Motivation. I don't know what to crochet right now. I can't decide what I want to. Nothing's interesting. Like that type of concept. So it's yeah. just like kind of a, a fun, funk. like, yeah, ter- terminology, just a play on words, if you will. Yep. Um, that totally makes sense. For a while, I was thinking of it in terms of motivation. And then I realized like, oh, it's literally just the word mojo, but crojo. Like, I get yeah. it now. Because at first I was like, where did, how did they take motivation and turn that into Crojo? And then my brain was like, duh, mojo. I was like, ah, <laughs> it all makes sense now. <laughs> I love that. Uh. <laughs> so, Let's explain you know, who me and Jess are right now. Jess couldn't figure out how motivation went to Crojo until she heard the word mojo. <laughs> yeah. So that's the level that I'm operating on. And I feel it's like fine. maybe there's someone else listening to the podcast feeling the same way. <laughs> This is why I love you. This is amazing. Oh, goodness. So, with that said, Jess, like, think of, think of like, the time that you've been a business owner or really, like, heavily into crochet. Do you feel like you've lost your crojo, like, a solid couple times? Like, often? Not really? Like, like where do you stand with, like, have you lost your crojo or not at all? Yeah. Um, I... I think that I have, there's one specific point in time that I can recall that I really remembered feeling not excited about crocheting and just didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. I think it was when I was working toward launching the website and I was cranking out a lot of inventory and making a lot of the same stuff over and over again. And I just felt like, man, I am bored. And this isn't, it's like kind of sucking the joy out of it for me. And 
I mean, I'll get into what I did to get out of it later. But yeah, I would say that was the one specific time I could think of that mm-hmm. that I was feeling like I just don't even want to crochet right now. I'm feeling really out of it. I think when I like before I was making crochet a business and I was just doing it for fun. Mostly, I would I would go through phases where I would get super into crochet and then kind of get out of it. I don't know that I would label it as like losing my crojo. I just would kind of focus on other things and then always kind of come back to crochet after a while. Mm-hmm. So I guess you could differentiate those two things. They're not exactly the same, but yeah, just probably the one time as far as like when I had my business started that I felt like, no, I've legitimately lost my crojo. So how about you? That's pretty good. Like, like one time. I mean, I can definitely say that there's been many and multiple. And really, I think it comes down to a little bit of what I talked about in episode two, where I said, I just did everything. And I just took every commission and every project and whatever anyone threw at me. And I burned myself out really bad. So I like used the terminology burnt out instead mm-hmm. of crojo. I might have even mentioned crojo. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But um like definitely many many times I burnt myself out and lost my crojo and I I always know it's happening because I'll start looking for a pattern to do and just nothing looks good mm-hmm. I'll like save all these patterns that I think are cute and I want to try them all and I save them on Pinterest and then I scroll through all of them and I'm like these all look awful I want nothing to do with these and mm-hmm. I'm like oh crojo's gone like I feel like I've I'm like starting to kind of fall into that right now and like in my brain I'm going okay you need to stop taking commissions because you don't like it anymore but then I'm going no 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 I think you're just losing your crojo right now and you really just need to like like work through this little funk and then you'll be back and you'll be fine so do you think in your mind that just getting in a funk from doing a lot of commissions is different than losing your crojo Um, not necessarily because I feel like, like in general, it's like your crochet motivation anyway. So like, I'm not even motivated to do the commissions I have, but I'm also not motivated to like try new stuff. Okay. Yeah. I see that. I I feel like it's like kind of both, like Mm -hmm. they both fall into that crochet kind of thing, but even though they're two separate things if that makes sense yeah no I think it's like one of them (laughs) is you just don't want to do this one project because you're frustrated with it Mm -hmm. but you would be excited to do something else that's like a fun project and then I feel like losing your crojo is like none of it sounds fun I don't want to do any of it yeah is that fair yeah no no no. I would agree and and it it, it's kind of like I feel like it's kind of falling into the middle. Like, it isn't like, I don't want to do this project, I want to do something else. Like, it's, I don't want to do this project, and it's burnt me out of doing everything. So I don't know, not only do I not want to do this right now, but I also don't want to find anything else to do. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. You talked about, obviously, like, really only having one, like, prominent time where you lost your crojo. Obviously, you made the vest for your niece. So how did you, like get that back because really you didn't launch your website all that long ago I mean it's only been three months two months somewhere around there yeah the beginning of May so yeah a little over two months yeah so like that wasn't that long ago so how'd you get it back so 
I don't know, like, if you would categorize Krojo, losing your Krojo in different levels of, of severity, because I don't think that what happened to me was, like, a really severe, like, I really had to pull myself from the depths of despair kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. All it really took for me was just doing a new pattern, finding something sure. new that looked exciting and trying it, and that kind of snapped me out of it. So it really didn't take much for me. And I'm grateful for that. And I know that that seemed to be the feedback for several people as we talked to other people about what helped them was like trying something new, doing something different that they maybe don't normally do. And that, like the joy of making something new that I've never Mm -hmm. made before is, that is really exciting to me. So I feel like that's always a good option for me is making something different, making something new. Totally. What about you? It's kind of been different every time. Because, like, one of my situations where I, like, lost my Crojo had to do with grief. So I really just needed to, like, work through that grief and be done with it. And then I, like, found the love for it again. Um, And then other times it simply was just, like, taking a break and doing something entirely different. Like, that's not crochet related. And then coming back later and then going, oh, this isn't that bad. Like... I actually enjoy doing this or finding a mindless project. Like my granny stripes blanket is perfect for that. I I love having like a very simple pattern blanket just to just pick up and set down just to kind of like cleanse your palate, if you will, (laughs) because I don't have to think about it. Yeah. I just have to do it and then it keeps me crocheting. But it doesn't make me have to work hard or think about it. Now, I say that and everyone's like, what do you mean work hard? Blankets are a lot of work. I agree. It's a lot of work. But I'm not doing a lot of work over a short period of time. It's not a project that takes a lot of concentration on each individual piece and stitch and section. Like a blanket, unless you're doing a super intricate, complicated one, you can kind of just figure out your stitch and go. And that's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's low effort in that sense. Like, it takes a lot of time, but you can, you know, binge Netflix and not be like, oops, I just dropped a thousand stitches because I wasn't paying attention. Like, I mean, that can still happen, but usually not to that level. Right, right. And, like, oh, I'm so curious about this. This isn't something we've really talked about, and maybe we should just, like, go in depth in this for another episode. But, like, obviously both of us like to crochet and go live on TikTok. Mm-hmm. But, like, when we're not going live on TikTok and crocheting, like, what's your go-to? Do you watch Netflix? Do you listen to podcasts? Like, like where do you go with that? Yeah. Uh, usually it's either Netflix or YouTube. I do watch a lot of YouTube. Yeah. But it just depends on, like, if that. there's a specific show that I'm into on Netflix. Or if there's, like, a channel that's uploaded something new that I want to watch. That's usually what mm-hmm. determines like which one I'm watching. Either that or I do like to um, video chat with friends, which yes. is kind of in the same vein as TikTok Live, but not quite. Um, yeah. I do like listening to podcasts too, but usually I will put something on to watch, even though you're not really watching it, watching it. <laughs> so. Totally. I I feel like I kind of mix it around, too. Like, I've not been a huge YouTube person, so I guess I don't really watch YouTube videos a whole lot, but I definitely, like, 
listen to podcasts, watch. I have a laundry list of, of movies on Hulu and Netflix that I like to listen to, group, like, chatting with friends or mm-hmm. video chatting with friends, and then going TikTok Live. So I'm, like, kind of fall into the same realm except for the YouTube. Yeah. Um, so we asked this question on TikTok. Yes, about and how you got find your Kojo. And ton of answers Huge which response. was so awesome like shout out to all of our tiktok friends you guys were so great about interacting and engaging with us on this question it was super fun um there were i think over 30 responses yeah. which is really exciting That's like awesome. between the two posts we made and we aren't going to read them all otherwise we'd be sitting here for over an hour just reading off every list but i did compile a few of them because there were a lot of really similar ones so i just right. kind of like found the same ones and compiled them into one and then found some interesting ones so jess hasn't like she's read the comments but she i don't think you've read all of them yeah just kinda well basics and i haven't read the, like i haven't seen them in a few days yeah um so i haven't really and i haven't seen them all kind of compiled into one list but also before we jump into the list i just want to say like the response that we got about this actually makes me really excited for future yeah. episodes because there's so many things we want to talk about but we want to get your feedback too as listeners what you think or you know your questions your thoughts about different things so just to see you guys like jumping in and giving your thoughts and your input and your feedback makes me really excited to have an ongoing discussion about crochet things because it obviously we don't want it to just be Megs and I just talking back and forth the whole time like we want you guys to be part of the conversation so to see you guys just like totally jump in all the way for that was really cool just right off the bat yeah no I totally agree that was fun and like since we're on the subject like you guys definitely send in your questions Send in your answers. Yes. If you have an amazing idea of something you want us to talk about for a whole episode, like send it to the Crochet Bays email. It's thecrochetbays at gmail.com. We want to hear it. We want to like know what you guys want to hear us talk about. Um, it's, yeah, like the response to it was amazing and it was really exciting to see and it's super fun and you guys have been awesome so far. So totally. we're excited to see where it goes in the future. Totally. So I think... Let's, let's like, get into this, because I found some really cool ones that yes. I loved. And I'm just going to, like, say this straight from the front. I am so sorry if I butcher your usernames, because we know that I'm the queen of not pronouncing anything correctly. And also pronouncing everything correctly, because I'm from Minnesota, and you all are wrong. I was just going to say, did you just admit that you pronounce things incorrectly? <laughs> because... No. No, no, no. <laughs> let's clarify here. I admitted that I butcher people's names. Oh, okay. Everything else, I pronounce correctly. <laughs> got it. Got it. You guys, she, like, if you want to argue with Megs about pronunciation of words, you're about to catch those hands, okay? Because she's not going down without a fight. I'm just telling you, it's not I feel worth like it. at some point, they need to see the GIF versus GIF video. Like, it needs to be put somewhere. Yes, we need to find a way to work it into the podcast for sure. A hundred percent. Okay. So let's see. I have seven. I compiled like out of all of those amazing comments, I found seven that I think, I don't want to say stood out because, because there's nothing like, like you all had amazing input, but these ones were like the most common ones that mm-hmm. were repeated. Kind of general um, So the first, yes, exactly. Um, so the first one was from It's Just Holland and she said, 
I take a break and just allow myself to come back to it as needed. Sometimes I just need to leave it alone to remind myself how much I love doing it. Yes. I think that's so great. Like, yeah, super yeah, wise. Yeah, sometimes we just need to take a break. Yep. Yeah, I think there's a temptation. Well, especially if you do crochet as a business, if it's how you make a living, mm-hmm. you may feel like you're not allowed to take a break. Like, you have to just yeah. push through it. But especially if you just do crochet as a hobby, take the pressure off of yourself and know that it's okay to take a break. And totally, it's kind of like a absence makes the heart grow fonder kind of thing. Like yeah. when you come back to it, you'll remember why you loved it, and you don't have to like push through it. It's okay to just take a step back and and. You're allowed to have more than one thing that you're passionate about. And maybe mm-hmm. something else needs your attention for a little bit, and then you can come back to it. I feel like also we kind of, like, there's this unspoken competition to be, like, the fastest crocheter. Like, who can make this <laughs> fastest? Yeah. And, like, I know I fall into that 100%, and I'm, like, really competitive. Just totally knows this. Like, if you were at her launch party for her website, Wait. you totally know how competitive I am. <laughs> can I tell a quick story about you being competitive? Yes, yes. <laughs> I was telling. I know where this is going. I know where it's going. I was telling Michael about this, and it was really funny. So one of the things that I brought to Meg's house when I came and visited was some Nancy Drew computer games. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this one part where you have to do this like archery game, and you have to hit the high score in the game. As the character, you have to hit the high score to, like, unlock the next part of the plot. And up until this point, I had been controlling the mouse, and Megs was just kind of watching. But I was like, I've already played the game. I want everybody else to have a chance. So I pass it over to my sister. I'm like, here, you have a try. She tries it. She doesn't get the high score. It's like, oh, okay, whatever. I'm like, here, Megs, you have a try. And she's like, I'm not going to be any good at this. Like, I don't really care. Whatever. (laughs) Fast forward 20 minutes later, and she's like, I'm going to get the dang high score. You just watch me. And she played it like 20 times in a row until she finally got it. And she was very pleased with herself. And I I was like, wow. The funny part about it is the one that I did actually where I got the high score, I like missed in the dumbest way. You know, it wasn't even like I just... I just, like, got the high score by, like, hitting perfect, like, perfect tens every time. Yeah. It was, like, zero, zero, 50, 50, 50. <laughs> like, <laughs> I so was so determined. She was, she took that game very seriously from that point forward, and I just thought that was um, funny. That game is so great. Like, I just want to invest in a computer solely to buy that game. That is, that's wise, honestly, yeah. I feel that. Okay, I don't even know what we were talking about. I totally, like, sidetracked that whole thing. So I don't know. Where were we? It's fine. It was all about competition. But it's... Because I said... I said that I feel like there's this unspoken, like, rule or competition we have that we need to be, like, the fastest crochet. Yes. And I think that's kind of hurt the crochet, like, small business community in a way. Mm. Because now people who ask for commissions think they're going to be busted up so fast. And then they're like we're two weeks later why isn't it done yet and you're like whoa whoa whoa! like I'm hand making this like slow down and it's okay we just really need to like emphasize the fact that this is a craft that's handmade I can't replicate this with a machine we need to like it takes time and sometimes like this is you know sometimes we have to like really give a time frame 
Yeah. Sometimes we have to say, hey, this could be a couple months. Like, most things don't take a couple months unless we're talking about a blanket, then that can take a lot longer. But, like, I feel like we really need to be careful not to give a perception that these things are so, like, quick to make because they do take a lot of time. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is most crocheters, even as a business, are not full-time crocheters. So it's not like you wake up, eat breakfast, and then start crocheting, and you don't stop until you go to bed. Like, a lot of people who crochet as a business also have, you know, families and possibly a full-time job or a part-time job and other commitments and responsibilities. So that has to factor in, too. So, you know, it's like crochet isn't always the number one thing on everybody's list every single day, day in, day out. A lot of us wish that that was the case because we love it so much, but that's not necessarily what everybody's reality is. Yeah, like the goal for us is to be full-time crochet content creators and all that. But, like, reality is you do things to, like, you know, help bring in income in your family outside of crochet, and, like, I'm a stay-at-home mom. So, like, my whole job is to keep little people alive all day and then try to crochet in between. Right. And, you know, we're kind of lucky to have a little bit more flexibility than most people because most people do have a day-to-day job. Like, it's just hauling here. Has a full-time job. I know that because she's one of my good friends. <laughs> um, she has a full-time job in addition to her crochet business, and she's a rock star. Um, okay, so I have six more. Like, we can keep trucking along. Yeah. Um, so, Crochet W. Bay said, I creep my favorite creators until I find something I want to make. I love this. Yeah. I never thought about this, but, like, yeah. You have, like, kind of the favorite people you like to follow or your favorite, like, pattern designers or whatever. And, like, there's something about watching your favorite people make things that really gets you motivated. And I can totally, like, attest to this because I've been kind of in a slump on, like, what am I going to make for my next pattern design? And I've been watching you with your recent stuff that I'm not going to, like, say what it all is um, until you're ready to announce it. But... I've been watching you on your, like, lives and stuff do what, make the things you're making, and it's got me, like, motivated to pump out more mm-hmm. stuff in a similar realm. So now I'm, like, really excited because uh, um, Jess is one of my favorite um, crocheters. So, Aww. you know. <laughs> that is real, too, because it's, like, your favorite crocheters are your favorite for a reason, you know? Right. It's usually because... Or at least part of it, part of the reason they're your favorite is because you get inspired by watching them do their thing. So it makes sense that watching your favorite creators would help you get motivated because you're getting inspired by watching your favorite people. Totally. Okay, the next one is Amanda's Amazing, and she said, make something small so I can see the finished product. Mm-hmm. This is such a great idea. Genius. Like, do something small, quick. And a lot of people said this one, too. They just said it in different variations. It was, like, find a project that's a quick workup or a small. So, like, you have that almost instant gratification thing. Mm-hmm. Listen, I am a person who needs instant gratification. It's a wonder that I do large crochet product <laughs> projects because I need it. it yeah. I struggle to yeah. not have it. 
So like this is a perfect one I think when you're losing your motivation is it's like don't focus on what it is, focus on how quick it works up and just get it done and mm-hmm. you'll kind of feel better. Yeah, I think it's important for people to understand their personality and what gets them excited because not everybody is necessarily that way, but a lot of people they get that big boost of accomplishment, that sense of I've done something when a project mm-hmm. is finished or when you can check something off of your to-do list. So if that's you, if you're a person who loves like making a to-do list and then checking that item off when it's done, then this answer is probably like a good one for you to try out. Do something quick so you can get Definitely. that sense of accomplishment, that sense of like I finished something. That's me completely. Like I love completing something. Makes me feel Mrs. Type A personality over there. <laughs> okay, we just have to like point this out and appreciate it. Like, I don't know what they consider my personality type. Is it type B? Is it type C? Like, what are all the types? Like, I I've only no ever heard people refer to type A. Yeah. I'm not a type A personality. Yeah. Like, definitely not. We are very similar, but yet very different people. Yes. And I love that because there's such a uniqueness there, but we like get along so well. Mm hmm. It's, it's just like we're made to make a podcast together or it's, something. It's a uh. match made in heaven. <laughs> don't we keep having... We, and we keep having these jokes about being married all the time. <laughs> Where does that even come from? I don't even understand. Because I'm pretty sure the original joke is me marrying your sister. <laughs> yeah. Oh, who knows? Who knows? Sorry, Michael. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... Naughty Suze said, I tend to go back to a pattern that I've made a lot. It helps me to just get that hook and yarn in hand. Mm. Mm-hmm. I get that. Like, yes. in one sense, sometimes doing the same thing over, like, sometimes doing something new is exciting, and I don't want to do the same thing over again. But in another sense, when I'm annoyed with crochet and want something fun and like joyful to do nothing will send me over the edge faster than trying a new project and I can't get it like I just can't get the hang of it and I get so irrationally angry and frustrated and then I'm like screw this like I'm done so (laughs) the idea of doing something that's familiar that you know you have a handle on you know you can do it like that there is certainly a time and a place for that because there's times where totally. I attempt a new pattern. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be so beautiful. And then I'm like, okay, I literally cannot understand why this is not working. And I want to throw it against the wall. <laughs> like me with the baby sandals. Yeah. You should see my face right now just staring at Jess like I'm ready to just <laughs> set the whole world on fire. Yeah. Like, not, why is it so anger-inducing? I don't understand it. <laughs> it is. It's so anger-inducing. I just wanted to, to look like that. with the baby clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but this totally is so smart. Just that concept of, like, get your hook and yarn in hand. Yeah. And I feel like this almost works a little bit better for me in a way. Like, it works for everybody if you have those patterns you really love but because I design my own patterns and understand them at a level of like oh I actually made this and I get why I chose these like it works well to go back to like hey just go and make your cozy pattern or go and make your headband pattern yeah even though I mess up my headband pattern like 90% of the time (laughs) listen (laughs) listen literally Everybody who has, like, bought it so far is like, it's such a quick and easy workup. It's great for beginners. And I'm going, well, then why do I keep screwing it up? (laughs) 
I wrote the pattern and I keep messing it up myself and That's I'm funny. not doing myself any favors. Um, it's a great pattern. I love it. I may be biased because I I wrote it, but so far I've gotten amazing feedback pattern. from it. Can confirm, have bought, have made five stars. Five know. stars. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, okay. Beth Adamick. I love Beth. Sorry if I didn't pronounce her last name right. Um, she said, I go yarn shopping because I see certain yarns and get cool ideas on things I want to do. Nothing like a little bit of retail therapy to get yeah, the project going. Yeah, and that's going. so what that is. Like, lost your motivation? Just go buy yarn. Spend money. <laughs> Problem solved. Feeling sad? Buy some yarn. Yes. It really is I love a that. great equalizer. Buying more yarn. But, I mean, truly, though, like, nothing is inspiring, like, just seeing a giant wall of all these different colors and textures, and for somebody who loves to create and crochet, like, it just gets the, it gets the wheels turning, you know? It totally does. I wish that there was, like, a store that sold, like, different style crochet hooks, too. Mm. Like, I mean, they, they kind of do, but, like... When you go to a craft store, there's, like, this small little area that has, like, maybe two different styles of crochet hooks and then, like, three rows of yarn. Like, Michael's, Joanne, all the other craft stores that I can't think of off the top of my head. Like, <laughs> why are you not providing us with more hook options? Why is Do there the not a thing. store Get just it done. for crocheters? Right? There right. is one in, well, no, it's not even that. It's a yarn store. There's a yarn store in the Mall of America. I was there this weekend. Mm. It's a beautiful place. I mean, I guess they we have... could. I guess we could let knitters in our store too. Um, yes. But like, maybe only like a, a I guess couple we at could time. let knitters in our store. Yeah, like we can <laughs> once we hit a certain quota. It's like I'm sorry, no more allowed in. Only crochet. That's so mean. Anyway, I just feel like there is more variety in stores usually for knitters than crocheters. No, there really is. Like I, there totally is. I would agree. Like there's this like. Big wall full of different knitting needles, which is fine, but then we have this tiny little section of crochet hooks, and yeah. half the time they're like not even fully stocked. We demand so, equality. <laughs> equality. <laughs> <laughs> Crocheters matter too. Uh, ooh, we got a little spicy there. Look at us. We're like complaining. Spicy. Listen, we love a good craft store, but you need to up your game yes. on crochet hooks. Not us okay. saying this is a no drama podcast and then immediately launching an episode three into an all out war against <laughs> knitters. We're, we're just throwing shade. No, no, no. I love a good knit. We do love. Knit, Listen, I have no item. issues with anybody who knits. Like We really don't. Absolutely Neither not. Neither of us can knit. You can't knit, right? I, I can't cannot. Knit. No. I tried okay, it in yeah, middle Neither school. of us can knit. We appreciate the craft. Yes. We appreciate that fiber art. There's space can't for all do of it. us. Yes. We just table. want equal amounts of yeah. tools yeah. as you guys get. That's all. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> okay, move. let's move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're like trying to backpedal. Um, no, 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 no. We love everyone. <laughs> we love you all. <laughs> Please don't give us a three-star rating if you knit. <laughs> Holland knits. <laughs> she crochets too, but she knits. Man, she's gonna hear this episode. She's gonna be like, Meg talked about me the whole time. <laughs> Holland, I love you. Oh my goodness. Oh. Shout out to Holland. It's just Holland. Um, okay, Nerdly Crochet Co. said, For me, making a pattern I love 
helps. So this is kind of the same as what Naughty Sue said, mm-hmm. um, but in a little bit different. You know, like it was more. She was more focused on like just getting yarn and hook in hand, mm-hmm. whereas uh, Nerdly right now is more just saying like. Like, I just got to make something I love, and that, like, gets the motivation going again. Yeah. Versus something that's more familiar. Right. So one is, like, I don't care if you're really having the time of your life. You just need to get something in, get something done. And the Mm -hmm. other one is, like, no, find something that you really love and do that so that it ups your level of excitement about crochet. Totally. Yeah. And I like this one a lot, too, because, like, find something you love or, like, at least you know you love. Like, I know for me, when I get into, like, that deep, like, losing my crojo, at times I don't love anything. But if I can think back, I can go, okay, well, I know in the past I've loved this pattern, so I'll probably love it right now, too. Right. It's almost like any healthy habit, like, running for me. If I, like, right now, I'm out of the habit of running. <laughs> and running, you know, a couple of miles outside does not sound like something that I would enjoy, but I know when I'm healthy and I am in that as a regular habit, I know that I love it. So even though I might not love it right now, even if I just get outside for a walk and I don't even run, but I just get outside for a walk, I know that I'm taking steps to getting back to that point. So it might not be you pick up the yarn and you do this project and all of a sudden you're back, but you're taking steps to get there, I think. Yeah, totally. This is going to be the name that I butcher. Okay. And I am so sorry for this person. I just want to say I let me apologize in advance because I feel like I'm going to pronounce this as I read it and it's not going to be right. Okay. So Phil Sir or Phil Sure, one of the two, Crochet said, I go back to my whip pile. So for those of you who don't know, whip is work in progress. Um, and that usually jump starts the creativity. See, like, I can't relate so to that because I don't have a yeah. work pile. I only yeah. have a finished pile. <laughs> You're an alien in the crochet world. <laughs> I am the odd alien that I don't have a pile. Out of this world. <laughs> this, I feel like depending on the type of personality you have or where you're losing your motivation or crojo. Yep. Um would backfire on you or would work really well. Yes, it depends on who you are, for sure. I have a hefty whip pile, let me tell you. A hefty one. And uh, some of those in that pile, I don't want to ever look at again. Mm -hmm. Eventually, I'll finish them for the sake of saying I did it. But there are so many in there that I'm like, you can fall into a a pit of despair and never come back. I think they are in a pit of despair, Mix. Like, they're just sitting in that little pile like, please finish me. I want to, <laughs> in my basement. I want to be a finished product. I'll just mail them to you and you can finish them. I love this that. Type, eh? That would actually be a really hilarious episode. <laughs> Me finishing all your unfinished projects. <laughs> Dude, what would be a cool episode is to or just a cool fun thing to do in general. It could be like another TikTok trend we do like Temp Steve. Um is to make like like what it like I start a project and then I send it to you to do the next portion of it and then you send it to another person to finish the next portion and we all like make a portion of it like a progressive and then it's like project. this big project that we all did a chunk of it 
Yes. Um, and we could like donate it to a homeless shelter or something. I like love if that. we all made like a big blanket or or like we each did a granny square of like whatever we wanted and attached it to this blanket and it's just a big blanket of like all of us crochet people. Sisterhood of the traveling whip. <laughs> yes! It came to me. <laughs> oh my gosh, the Sisterhood of the Traveling Whip. All right, Send guys. Send us an email to be included this... in the Sisterhood of the Traveling Whip. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we really need you guys to do your thing. If this sounds amazing to you and awesome like it does to us, like, reach out and let us know because if this is something you guys want to do I think me and Jess are totally down oh, we down. are all about the sisterhood of the traveling whip sisterhood of the traveling whip Bruh. I love that so much that's amazing I love that um, I just also wanted to point out that all of these handles that I, I read off here are all on TikTok so if you want to follow these people you should Yeah. Um, a lot of them are regular followers of us and they're wonderful people and we've gotten um very privileged honored privileged privileged that's what i'm looking for to get to know these people we have been privileged so, to get to know them yes yes definitely go and follow these people because they're amazing did it yeah Ooh, ooh! You know what time it is. Oh, do I? Yes. Wait, oh, I do. Oh, yes, you do. I do know what time it is. It's always my favorite time. It is time for shut up, shut up, and take, and take my, my money. money. <laughs> I'm really excited about this. This is a good one because it's something we both had, mm -hmm. like. Last episode, we talked about the yarn winder, mm -hmm. right? I think so. Yes. I get them mixed up. Yes, one of, we talked one about of yarn winder. previous episodes, we talked about the yarn winder. Either embroidery scissors or a yarn winder. We talked about both. Since those two episodes, I got both. Game changers for sure. Yes. Like, 100% agree with everything Jess said about both. This episode, we both already have this item. Mm -hmm. So we both have experience with it. Both love it. Amazing game changer items. Yes. So Jess, why don't you tell them what Shut Up and Take My Money is this week? This segment of Shut Up and Take My Money is brought to you by row counter rings. Or yeah. a stitch counter, depending on what project you're doing. Um, I don't think I've ever used it to count my stitches. I've always no, used it I to count either. my rows. But I've seen people call always them. Always my rows. Either way. Um, so if you guys have never seen them before, it's basically... Well, it's a ring. You wear it on your finger, mm -hmm. and it's it's kind of bulky for a ring, <laughs> but that's because it's, it's a little. It's it's just like a little calculator, basically. There's a button that you push, and there's a little tiny screen, and it just counts up from zero. And each time you complete a row in your project, you press the little button. It tallies up one, and then there's a basically just the tally button and then there's a reset button so you can reset it yep. back to zero and I mean I'll, I'll let you mix because this one I feel like you picked this one so you should talk more about it but why why are they so no, amazing? No it's okay. I, okay so I have two and both of mine are a little bit different like I have one that also has an LED light on it so mm. that if you're like in the dark you can see it and mm -hmm. then my other one I got a Susan Bates brand one which I think is the one you have right? I don't know. Um, Michael got them for me off Amazon for okay. Christmas, so I don't Yours know. Yours was really similar to mine. I bought mine at Joanne, and it was a Susan Bates one. 
And then I also was gifted one from my grandma who bought it on um, Amazon. Okay. So both of them work really great. Love them both a ton. I love the fact that you don't lose the count you're on when it shuts off. Yes. To preserve its battery. So, like, if you set a project down, you can pick it back up and it will remind you where you're at in that project. Mm -hmm. The ring is adjustable. So, if you are in the summer, in the mid-July, when it's between 80 and 100 degrees and you have sausage fingers, you can just loosen that bad boy up. <laughs> wow. So relatable. <laughs> <laughs> what a mood. <laughs> um, and in the wintertime, when we all shrivel up into our coldness, because the Midwest, um, not looking at you over there, Florida and Texas and everywhere else that doesn't know what snow is, um, you can tighten it up a little bit. They really are great. I didn't have one for the longest time. When I finally like bit the bullet and got it, aka my grandma bought it for me, I was like, this is the most beautiful thing Ever and everyone needs one, and they're yes. really inexpensive. Yeah, like you can not get expensive. a pack of them for like what ten bucks. I think. Yeah, like and then really, they're really cheap. If you are the type of person that has multiple projects at once, you can literally have mm -hmm. different rings for different projects, so you can keep track of multiple projects at once, which is kind of cool. I haven't really used it in that way, but I could because I do have a couple of them. So yeah, and I have two for that exact reason. I yeah. was like. One is not enough. I need more. Honestly, I would like a couple more of them. Like, not because you necessarily need a bunch of them, but it is really convenient. Here's another cool pro tip for you. If you are just like a standard crochet hook type of person and you don't do custom crochet hooks, <laughs> like me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like bougie mags um, over there. Match your hook color to your stitch marker color to your row counter ring color. And you will never forget what size hook you are using for a project Next level pro tip right there so live it breathe it use it <laughs> and i think too they're just good yeah they're just good because i mean your alternative if you don't use a row counter ring you basically have a couple options you can either keep track in your head of what row you're mm -hmm. on and if you're anything like me that never ends well and then oh, you I have to try that. to count your rows and depending on what type of stitch you're using that can be really difficult especially depending on your level of where you're at as a crocheter like I think I've yeah. gotten a little bit better at determining being able to count rows depending on the type of stitch but when I was a little bit newer to doing more complicated pieces I really struggled with like okay wait is this one row is this two rows like I really had a hard time with counting my rows and understanding how many I had done when I was trying to count them up and figure out where I was at. So you either have to, if you don't have a row counter ring, you have to memorize, like keep it, keep track of it in your head. Or what I used to do when I was like, okay, I can't keep track of this in my head. I need to have it um, for reference somewhere. I would just write down on a notepad. I would have, you know, pen and paper next to me and either, you know, write the number down or keep tally marks or something yeah. like that. And having the ring is so much easier because when you have pen and paper you have to set your work down pick up the pen you know write it down mm -hmm. whereas you don't even have to you know take the hook and the yarn out of your hand you can literally just kind of lean over to your other hand press the button yeah. and keep going well so the cool thing about it too is like watching your lives I've never noticed you hit the button like it's yeah. so subtle it's and not seamless. that that really matters but that's how like effortless it is yeah it's just like Hit the button, keep going. Yeah. 
And like, yeah, you can get away with not like counting rows or knowing what row you're on if you're doing like a basic blanket or a basic hat or something. But especially for those of you who are like really into amigurumi or like more intricate patterns of like clothing and things mm -hmm. where you really need to know where you're at in the yes. pattern. Like this is a perfect item for you. Yeah. If you're doing a blanket where you're just kind of making it until you get to a length that you like, obviously you don't need mm -hmm. to worry about counting your rows, but especially for wearables... I mean, if you're making something to a specific size, you have to, you got to get it right. So totally, they come mm -hmm. in huge handy for that. Um, and there was one other thing I was going to say. Oh, there is a bit of a learning curve to them in terms, or not necessarily a learning curve, but mm -hmm. you might take a little bit to get used to the feeling of it on your hand. Yes. Because yep, like I said, totally. they can, they're a little bit they're big you know it's obviously bigger than a standard like jewelry ring because it's a little it's a little adding machine <laughs> so at first <laughs> I remember feeling I kind of like played around with which finger I was going to have it on and I settled on my middle finger that was like the least in the way as I crocheted and depending mm -hmm. on like how you hold your yarn how you crochet different um setups might work better for you but for me the first few rows I did with it on, I was like, oh no, am I going to hate this? Like, am I even going to be able to use this? Because this is really kind of annoying. But now I don't even feel it there. Like it just takes a little bit of getting yeah. used to. So that would be my piece of advice. If you get a row counter ring and you're like, oh gosh, this is annoying. Give it some time and see if, you know, I bet you will kind of adjust and get used to it as you use it more and more. Totally. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of almost like a step counter. Except yeah. for instead of like it just feeling your you like step and then hitting the button or like making the next step add adding the next step. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you have to physically hit the button. Right. But like that's what it reminds me of. It is a little bulky. It's not like excessively bulky where like this is obnoxious and gonna get in the way of my crochet. It's just weird feeling. Like it's it's, it's heavy, yeah, but it's, it's not heavy. Yeah, it's odd it's that just, you haven't it's worn just different. Like it. And I swap, like, I swap the fingers because I haven't quite figured out which one I feel most comfortable with. But I, I think what works for me the best is either my middle finger or my ring finger mostly. Yeah. And I don't always wear it. Sometimes I just, like, have it sitting next to me. Especially yeah, Especially if it's, like, a really too. hot day. Because um, sometimes I'm just, like, your hands get clammy because it's hot and you've been crocheting a bunch and you're like, I don't want this thing on. So, like, sometimes I just set it to my side and hit the button. But, like, it's really not that bad. It, uh, like two days and you'll be totally comfortable with it. Yep. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by seeing another crocheter in public. You're at the park, the doctor's office, or the airport, and sitting across from you is someone with a crochet hook and yarn in hand. It's a little ridiculous how excited you feel to have this small yet powerful connection with a perfect stranger. You will them to make eye contact. They eventually look up from their project and you flash them a knowing smile and a slight nod. You've established an understanding. The simple joys of seeing another crocheter in public. Hey guys, Meg here. I just wanted to say thank you so much for all the love and support you've given to the Crochet Vase podcast. We appreciate you guys so, so much and couldn't do this without you. If you guys haven't already, we would love it if you would leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends. This helps us grow and be able to bring you more awesome crochet content. So we have some exciting things coming up for the Crochet podcast. And one of the things, we shared this in episode one of things we were excited for to see happen in the podcast, 
And yeah. something that made it onto the list for both of us was merch. And mm-hmm. we're not releasing like a full crazy merch line, but we really wanted to do something. Something that, you know, we didn't want to make the people wait too long. And really, like, we didn't we didn't want to wait too long because... We, we really didn't. We, 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 we had to give the, the people what they want, but we had to give us what we want, yes. too. Really, it's more about <laughs> us than you guys. Um, we do love you. We're just you. really selfish people. <laughs> we do love you, but also, it's about us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway... We love you, but we're more important. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, leave us five stars. Um, no, so what we're doing, what we're doing, just for now, just to sort of whet your appetite with, with the idea of merch. Something simple, something quick, something that hopefully a lot of you will be just as excited as we are, and that is some stickers. We yeah. are going to be releasing just a small collection. Of crochet based die cut stickers um, that will be perfect for. Okay, list off some of the things that you're gonna slap these bad boys on, Mike's. Oh man, um, my new journey, Dodge Journey that I just bought because I'm a real adult now and I bought yeah. a car. Uh, you know, like, like my hook jar. Um, I have a little like organizing plastic case that has all my like safety eyes and buttons and stuff like that mm-hmm. in it. I'm gonna slap some on there. Um, like coffee mugs. Like I have, I literally have a Bird's Nest Crochet sticker on my my coffee tumbler right now. Yes. And like, let's just slap a bunch of stickers on this bad boy. Mm-hmm. Like the back of your laptop, your iPad, your phone, if you will. Um, the like, possibilities there's so many places you can stick them on. If you're one of those people that likes to decorate your wall in random stuff, like slap a couple crochet bays stickers on your wall. Like Absolutely. go crazy, friends. Yes, stickers are amazing. We love a good sticker. If you don't like stickers, what are you even doing? <laughs> if you don't like stickers, there will be other merch coming soon. But yes. we just wanted to do totally. something small uh, because we realized since we're releasing these episodes every other week. If we wait to hit kind of a longer milestone to release merch, like you guys are going to be, we're going to be waiting for a while. So we thought episode three would be kind of good timing to release some merch. And so that's what we decided to do. So the link to be able to get those stickers is in the show notes. So you can go to the show notes, you can click on that link and you can get yourself your very own crochet based stickers to decorate your whole dang life with some really cute stickers. So go and get them Yeah, listen. Be an OG. Get them first. Brag about it. Be the person who says, I was there from the beginning. I got the merch from the beginning. So you can say, I'm an OG. I knew them when. Yeah. (laughs) Like, say you knew us before we got famous. Because we're going to get famous. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even we say so, that seriously. Like, so, try to be all like, we sound we're so like, conceited. it's about us. So I had to be like all, I can't do it, you guys. I can't do it. I can't take myself seriously. Yes. Um, all right, guys. So if you do get some stickers, please, and if you have like TikTok or Instagram or whatever, please yep. tag us. Post a video of like where your crochet based stickers are because we like, it will literally make our entire day 
to see. I will keel over and die happy. Yeah, we'll just simply pass away because we're just so happy. <laughs> Rip, Meg, and Jess. Somebody has our merch. They died because somebody <laughs> bought their stickers. Our headstones will literally say death by merch sales. Overload of happiness. Death by merch sales. <laughs> when we that say we're going to be famous, response. that's what we mean. One person buying our stickers and like putting them on their laptop. And we'll just be like, we're celebrities. <laughs> Where is the paparazzi? I'm famous. Don't talk to me. Oh my me. gosh, I have to wear sunglasses leaving my house now. <laughs> that would actually be a really town funny video. Of 650 like, people. <laughs> us like peeking our head around the front door before leaving. Like, babe, is anybody out there taking pictures? Like, <laughs> no cameras, no pictures, no comments. Yeah. I'm just trying to live my life. Yeah. I'm just trying to be a normal person. Michael's like, you are a normal person. Get over yourself. <laughs> Oh boy, we went off on another rabbit trail. Oh, I I feel like this is what they love, though. Like they love the crochet content, but they love us just falling apart and finding something hilarious to laugh about. It's true. I mean, that's what that's what I love in life—just the silliness, you know. One hundred percent. But on that note, I think that does wrap up episode number three of the Crochet Base. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully, if you're listening along and you've been crocheting, if you're somebody who's lost your crojo, I hope that some of the advice and feedback today has helped you to be on the journey to finding your crojo again. And if you have your crojo, I hope that this, you can take some of the stuff and just maybe tuck it in your back pocket because the time will probably come where you get in a little bit of a slump. And you'll be like, oh, I remember there's an episode about this. And you can look it up, be inspired, and get your crojo back. Totally. All right, friends. We love you so much. Thanks for hanging out with us. Happy crocheting. Yes, and we'll see you back for episode four. We're gonna crochet while we talk about crochet, while we talk about crochet. You can crochet too. Yeah.